I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Welcome to the Bosspreneur Podcast, Becoming More. I'm your host, Becky A. Davis. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want to make a bigger impact with your product, your service, or your message. So each week, I'll pull the curtain back and go inside and share about money, mindset, and marketing ideas and strategies to help you become more. So let's jump in. So welcome to another Bosspreneur podcast. This is a part of our Accelerate Her student stories, and I'm excited to have another amazing um, woman-owned business, woman entrepreneur that is here with us today. Now, our students are going through a training program, a part of our academy, and um, I wanted to really just highlight them, what they're working on, what they do in business, and wanted to share them with the world, wanted to share them with my community. So I'm excited to have um, Vanessa Jenkins with us today. Now, let me just give you a little introduction about uh, Vanessa, and then I'm going to have her introduce herself even further. Dr. V Solutions, that is what she does. She assists women in uh, that may be stuck and not knowing what their purpose in life is. She offers a step-by-step guide um, for women to go from not knowing your next step to living their lives, achieving their goals, and living their lives to the fullest. Now, additionally, she is a life coach, um, and life coaching opportunities really to help women to discover their why and their purpose. And so I'm super excited to have Dr. V on. How you doing, Dr. V? I'm good. Becky, how are you? Good I to am be great. here. Welcome yes. to the Bosspreneur Podcast. <laughs> yes, this is exciting. This I'm is really excited. exciting. So tell me, tell us more about um, your your journey. I know you uh, work in a, a different space and then you have this passion work that, you know, God has really laid on your heart with Dr. Yes. Solutions. Can you kind of give us a little background about you and your journey? Yes, let me just share with you, as you said earlier, I do have, I have another space that I work out of, and it's really working with people who are in the criminal justice system and providing alternatives like groups and so forth to deal with whatever challenges they may have. And then as I'm talking to them, and, and I've been hearing this, and just been practically all my life when I talk to people and they, they're stuck, or they're not knowing you know, they're saying, I don't know what I want to do. And I always started, I mean, I began to start thinking to myself, they must not know what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. Because see, when you know your purpose, it helps ground you to make better decisions. So, you know, and then it started morphing out of that. And then I, you know, started meeting with them separately. Then I started meeting with more women who were saying they were stuck and they didn't know what they wanted to do. And then I started thinking to myself about the why. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use the, the word why. I used the letter why. Because mm-hmm. that pretty much to me showed the, the anatomy of a woman. Yeah. You know, you see the, you know, the Y is shaped like it is. Mm -hmm. And so you have ovaries on each side of Mm -hmm. the Y and then you have the birth canal. So that's when I started thinking about if you knew what your Y was, then your what becomes clear. You can strategize your how and then give Mm -hmm. birth to your purpose, your God-given gift that, you know, he's given you to share with the world. So it started that way. And then I, you know, people say, but can I meet with you? Can I talk with you? And then I was like, okay. So, you know, you start building and not thinking about the business part 
You just start getting people in. And, and then it was like, oh my God. And then, you know, I I ran into you like on the, on social media and you became that person to help answer some of the questions that I really needed to help build the business. While I may have had some clients coming in, but was I really actually running a business or was I just getting people together to talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And you are like a lot of women that have been in our community. You have uh, a, a business and a career that have you have been successful at you. And then you there's this passion work that comes where it's like, wait, I need to be able to monetize on top of this. Now, how do I how do I do that or what do I need to do to do that consistently enough um, for it to start being able to generate itself? So. One of the things that um, I, I went through a series and, and talked to you about a couple of different things. And one of the things that I wanted to you to share with us, you know, when you when we're going through the, the training, there's our training modules and our orientation modules. And one of the things that you shared that you learned in the orientation mo- module kind of really stood out to me um, regarding 7% only 7% of African-Americans that are our CEOs. And um, tell me how that, how that hit you. Real hard because, you know, I started thinking, you know, oh my God. So how can I make that number? I want to be a part of a group of people to make that number become higher. 7% compared to the total population of African-American and Brown women. It it floored me. And it and it really stuck to me, Becky, because I started thinking 7%. So what are the others that I know there's more women that are in business, but what are they actually doing? Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. no one's interested in being a CEO or is it that they don't have anyone out there to train them where they can help them walk through to go from one start stage of their business to becoming a CEO? Yeah. I, I think the thing that really got me in that research and um, I actually had a research company pull these numbers together. One of the things that um, I realized is that there are 2 million um, solopreneurs But CEOs is a whole nother story. And so there's a lot of uh, solopreneurs and that is is defined um, as uh, they define it in small businesses. It's it's pretty much just you doing the business and you file your taxes as a solopreneur. And so one of the things that I noticed, I was like, wow, look at all of these. There's a ton of them, a lot of them. But when you look at CEO, that changes the category based on revenue. And that part to me was like, okay, we need to really be able to go from solopreneur to CEO. How do we go from solo to CEO? Because we really go from solo to entrepreneur to CEO. And uh, I mean, it was an aha to me, just like it was um, for you as you went through that, that process as well. So we talk about in our community, we talk about our stages of business. And this was such a good conversation that you and I had about this, talk about <laughs> the different stages in our, our business. And for those who are listening, if you've been listening to the podcast, we've talked about these five t- stages and our five avatars. And so we, we have our, our startup, Sydney, we have 
have um, Survival Samantha, we have Success Sasha, we have Scale Serena and Sale Serena. And um, one of the things that the community does is go through um, training to figure out what stage of business that they are in. Those stages are broken down into um, at steps that they do in that stage. And there it's also broken down in, with revenue in each one of the stages. And one of the things that you shared was your, <laughs> your aha. And I want you to tell that story of your aha, because you know what, Dr. V? So many of us as women, we do this same thing. Cause I'll share, once you share, I'll share my story of me mentally doing the same thing. I wanted to be somewhere else. So I made myself somewhere else that I was not. So, so. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Again, so, that is so true. So kind of share that experience of going through the stages of business. You know, when I was, I was reading through it and I guess I think to me, the the stages it was the words mm -hmm. so I'm not surviving nothing you know and so as I'm going through it and then really doing you know because in order to grow you really need to do personal inventory and read and I was just so embarrassed because I mean I was sitting there thinking I was at the survival but when I read through the information I'm like what am I I mean you know I you know, and then when I read through it, it made so much sense. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I, as I was, because one of the things, you know, when you look at um, when you're reading material, um, the words to me, you just say, oh, that's me right there. I'm success. Yeah. Who told you? <laughs> and then when you start looking at revenue and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm, I'm not success. And I was so embarrassed because I would even say, I'm a success, you know, then when I really took a deep dive into it, no, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not there. And but but I'm saying that you know, in sadness, not that you know, it's a bad thing. Right. It's just right. I need to really to do this right and to really monetize and to become a CEO. Get rid of all those thoughts you had, and don't fall in love with big fancy words. You are what you are, and in right. order to make yourself better, walk through these steps and get there. So I'm okay, Ryan. I tell I'm you, and I think what the the thing is, because there is no bad stage. You know, no matter what stage you're in, it's it's where you are. It's not like exactly oh, you shouldn't be there. No, it's where you are. Where I think it becomes the issue is when you think about. Um, a GPS system getting you to your destination. If you say, I am over at Becky's house and this is how I'm going to get to my destination, but you actually live in, uh, in a totally different state and city, yes, yes, it's yes. going to be a different uh, role because you, you told the GPS one thing, and but you're at another place. And I think that's what happens. We tend to feel, and it's so funny, I've had women say, well, Becky, I just knew I was at this stage of business. And I mean, I fought with it. I fought with it. I, I don't think I don't think you got the, the the stages right because I'm doing this stuff in success. And based on what you have, I'm in startup. And so I normally ask, okay, so are you in startup startup because of revenue or because of actions? Because of revenue, I said that means if you haven't broken that revenue, how are you at success? Yeah, see, now you're starting to make me feel bad because that's just how I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's what yeah. it is. 
same thing for me. It's like, how do you see that as success? And that's where, when the light bulb goes off, you know now how to get to success. You know how to go right. from survival to success because the light bulb is off. The light bulb is the guide, is the light, is the path um, to get right. you there. But when we stay in a, a state, and then here's the, what happens too. So like I say, some it's not our fault when we when we are like, oh my God, I didn't know. Here's a, here's a piece too. You have been super successful in your career. And so it's hard yes. to not see yourself yes. successful yes. in another area. That's and correct. That is for so me, that cool. was my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. You know? And so those, sometimes we tend to put the two together and they're two separate, um, separate things. I was successful coming out of corporate America. And when I started my company, not so much, but I kept saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm successful, but no, you're not making this amount of money yet, but I just came from that. So I can't not be so that, that it's easy for that to happen. One of the things that we do, um, I, I would love to get your thoughts about it, um, is, uh, the under honor um, assessment. So when you went through that process around um, identifying whether or not you are over under earner or an under earner, um, what were some of the things that you identified? Well, just like I when I when you know we were talking earlier, it just is self-destructive because you know those traits that keep us broke, we think broke, um, we feeling we cannot, we're not able to create wealth. And it's that thought process, I think, that we begin to have. But when I started reading it, this was some awesome stuff. As I told you, this really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, growing up around people who, you know, thought a different way about money and about business, and you get out there and you think you're doing something, and you're not. And I mean, I I just can't say enough. This was just phenomenal for me to go through this. But I think that this information, especially this piece about the under earner is so important. And I think that that's what keeps a lot of us stuck mm-hmm. thinking we're doing something and we're not, we're believing into, um, believing old. I don't even know if it was anything factual, but if somebody believed it, we pass it down and then we right. begin right. to start doing it. But I think that broke way of thinking and feeling mm-hmm. that we can't do something or even, even now when you even say CEO, that's like, oh, yeah. How are you going to be a CEO? <laughs> right, know? right. Like, we, we have to convince ourselves that we run a company and then start to convince, to share with others, to be able to stand in that. It's a different shift in the mindset when you say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur compared to I run a company. Um, that's two totally different f- feelings from uh, I'm a small business owner to I'm a CEO. It's two totally different um, feelings. And sometimes it, that's true. That is in true. The, in the power. But I think a lot of that comes from, like you said, um, things that was passed down um, from us and things that we've heard. And then we've adopted yes. some of those behaviors just because, yes. well, that's what we've seen and that's what we heard. But do you still believe it? Does it still serve you? Does it still work for you? If not, what do we do um, different? Because I remember my working with one of the, I, I had a client contact me on LinkedIn when I had probably been a year in business and I was so excited. They had looked at my stuff and they were looking for a leadership uh, uh, trainer. And that's all, that's all I did. And I was like, oh, and they asked me what my fee was. And I immediately, my stomach was like, 
I don't want to go too high. I don't want to go too low. So I was like, um, what's a thousand dollars? And they wanted me to do four leadership for the exact same leadership training um, at a three day event with three different um, sets of students that will come through. Um, and this was their 50th year in business. So they weren't new. Um, this was their 50th year at doing this conference. So I go to the event. I do it. I'm thinking, you know, in one day's work, I made four thousand dollars. I get there and I see some of the other presenters. I listen to some of the other presenters. I clearly know them better. I have conversations with some of the other presenters. And then I go look up their stuff. Clearly they are charging more. And yeah. when they do the assessment for the, the, um, the faculty that did the teaching for four years straight, guess who had the highest rate rating from all of the students. Yes. And it took, I was an under earner. I, each year I increased that price because my goal was, you know, I'm going to, I don't want to just hit them all at once. So I, I increased it the second year. And the third year I went from the first year, $4,000 to that year, $10,000 for the wow. same work. But I had to, and I had to be willing to walk away. I had to be willing to say, if they say, well, Becky, we don't want to, now you got the best ratings. Your students are talking about right, me. right, right. all of that stuff is going on. If you choose not to compensate me for that, then I just need to be willing to walk away. But they didn't, I, they didn't let me walk away. So they kept me on. Um, and I did that for five years, but I was a total under earner because um, yeah, my yeah. own mental, you know, thinking about it. Now, let me ask you this. One of the things that we, um, and it, it's, it's along the lines of the earner earner thing and how we think about, um, there's an activity that we do in the academy that where we have to write down uh, what's the truth and what's a lie. What are the lies that we tell ourselves that affect us? And what's the truth of what really happens? Because man, we can feed ourselves some lies easy. And we believe those lies and we make those lies true. What were some of the lies that you told yourself um, that you your aha was like, why am I saying this to myself? Well, I think a lot of who's gonna who is actually gonna come to you and buy your services? Who who, who would do that? Um, and I kept thinking, dang, maybe they won't. And then when you put yourself out there, no one starts to come. So you start believing it, but believe that lie so much that you're not even really doing anything to generate revenue anyway. So girl, you answered your own question. <laughs> then you know, so and then also too, especially when you talk about pricing. You throw your value out the window, yes. you know, yes. and you, well, nobody's going to buy that at that price. And then the worst people you can go to is the people real close to you. For me, your yes. best friends, girl, who going to buy that? Why would they buy that? Mm -hmm. Wow. So they're your closest friends, you know, they and should then, know. <laughs> right. And then as you talk about under earners speaking, because even you hear people would say, and I've said it before, well, I have a business, but I mean, it's kind of small, you know, you even belittle your business. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. I am a CEO, but that whole piece around, um, what we wrote down, those two really stood out, the value of what I had to offer and then asking the question, who's going to buy it? Exactly. And then, and then because I told the lie to myself so much, I wasn't doing anything to really get out there. Right. I would stay away right. from social media because I'm like, you know, you're right. Or you put something out there and two people just like it. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. But then when you do other things, you, you can look at, I think with videos or something, you can see how many people viewed it more people viewed it didn't like this so somebody saw it right so said, this right is, you know this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, so it, me, it, it's a total 
mind game and it's a total um, mind shift that, you know, who's going to buy this and why would I charge this? I remember being at an event, I did an event at the end of the event, I offered a, 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 an upsell to a, a training program. Um, one of the ladies afterwards, um, like I had a few people sign up, but one of the, uh, actually two at two different times came up to me and said, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah. And she was like, why is the price so low? Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. and I was like tell me what you mean and she was like I just knew this was going to be at least a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars based on what you taught here today and for it to be 197 or 297 whatever she was just like mm, I wonder what it is is it really good because you know you register for this training and then you you get all of this value and that was a huge thing for me to learn and I, she's not the first person i've had people say that at different times and that was the shake up like becky if they're expecting to pay more you undercutting yourself it, right. it's, it's only you and so um i had to go home and sit with that first of all i kind of felt a little funny uh uh salty that she even asked me that and that right. was my ego getting in the way because i just would buy it at this price if it's so low just buy it and she didn't buy it because it wasn't about the the uh the the price being low made her think the value wasn't there and so I had under undercut myself. So I was telling myself a lie. If I charge a thousand, if I charge 1500, right. no one is going to buy that. And I have had several people throughout have expected to pay thousand uh, right. plus for a program. And so that, that part right there, yeah. I think that happens a lot. And even I've had, had, I had a lady tell me one time a couple of years ago that she put in for a bid for a, a training or a workshop or something. And she bid real low that they called and told her she didn't get it. But the guy told her we didn't take it because we knew that that was low, but looking at you had a lot to offer. So we took the highest bidder. So she was like, but that doesn't make sense. He said, no, I'm teaching you a lesson. Yes. He, he did not pick her. Yeah. He did not pick her. And he told her that I want you to work on at moving your price up. And she said, that was weird. But anyway, she ended up connecting with him and he connected with some coach or something. But now, I mean, she's good now, but he said he didn't pick her because her price was low. And he knew that she obviously didn't realize what she she had and he was not going to bring her on and he said and pimp her for her money for her yeah and see that, that for me that was that's I a like nugget that's a straight yes. nugget that someone yeah. took the time um to do that for you you know when i've worked with um companies and when i i work with one company and pitched a bid and they said becky we really want this but i want to help you with some stuff and I was so grateful. I think it was Georgia Power here in Atlanta. I was pitching for Georgia Power. And the lady that was over, she said, Becky, let me help you. She said, first of all, you did a great job on the pitch. Sometimes that's not good um, when we see those come in, but you did a great job on the pitch. But let's talk pricing. And what I loved about it was because she sees uh, that work type of work come through all the time. And my price was too low. Yeah. And she wanted me to know you need to work your prices better than that. She said, I'm not going to tell you what your prices should be. And she said, but I am going to tell you that's too low for the work that you're going to do. And when I did start working with corporations, I realized what was too low because it's like all of this work do you want me to do? And this is the price. Then you're mad that you're doing work. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. But that was a lesson because I've never heard that to happen. And she she really appreciated it. I mean, she's doing really well now. And he had said to her, because I'm on a committee, there was no way I could justify you saying 2000 and it was pulling in 10,000 up. There was no way. Yeah. And so he said he wanted to reach out because he saw her stuff and they said, shame on her if she doesn't know how to, you know, price mm -hmm. it. But yeah. he reached out, but. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we we have uh, uh, some of those lies that we tell us get us yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah. The other thing that gets us there, keeps us to be um, an under earner until we start to really challenge some of our beliefs. And that's one of the things that inside of the academy that we are consistently challenging our mental blocks because those mental blocks so often we get so focused on, we got to do these tasks to make this money. What I have learned is those tasks mean nothing if you don't deal with those mental blocks. If you don't yeah. work those consistently throughout your process while you are doing the task, it's still going to keep you from making the money That's true. that you want to make. So you've got to deal with those mental blocks. One of our, our, um, our trainings on um, profit um, has been, I've had a lot of feedback from people talking about the profit. Oh module. my gosh. <laughs> that was like undressing in front of somebody. That is where you had to face the real truth. Because I think that's what cripples us in, the, in uh, African-Americans in the economy. Yeah, You've got to tell the truth. You can't lie. You yeah. can't fix something that you don't admit you have a problem with. Right. You're just building on it. <laughs> exactly. And, and one of the things I thought it was really good that you shared um, in the, the profit module is how thinking about money and the value of what we do. And questioning um, the pro uh, the products, because one of the things for our listeners, for one of the things in the profit module is not just about revenue and making money, but we want you to really understand your profit margins, how much you are charging compared to um, the, what it takes for you to create whatever the product is. So you need to know your profit margin, your net profit, your gross profit. That's and true. then you need to know your, um, one of the things we talk about is your net worth. And people think net worth, that's, that's really kind of everything personally. Yeah, because if you understand your net worth, net worth you know what work correct. you need to do right. in your business. That's right. That is correct. And once you start putting down the numbers, you know, it's shame begins to fall off. Yeah. Because now you've got it. This is what I want. This is. And you, when you see what your net worth, you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worth something, you know, and, and then you start thinking about how, you know, we look at your profit margins and because so much, so many times, even though with the money that I've had come in, I never looked at profit. The money just came in, just mm -hmm. came in, but I never sat down to look at what, so I said, oh, I made $5,000 this month. Okay. So how much profit? Oh, I don't know, I man. I made five thousand dollars. Just like I had that launch this weekend, and had the books come in, and I've really sat down and see what was my profit that right. I made. Right. Just because I had that money coming in, it doesn't mean that that was my profit. That's what I had coming in. Man, it was zero. No, but I did pretty good. Right. <laughs> but 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 that understanding that piece with the profit and understanding what's profit, what's your net worth, what you're trying to make, and you subtract all those out. It would. It has really helped. It's painful. Um, yeah. I found myself now doing things and planning and keeping that in mind and actually writing it out on what I want to get and making sure I subtract the stuff out of there and not just yeah. say, oh, I made $5,000. Okay, that's what you had come in. But what was your problem? You had to pay for the shipping of the books. You had to pay for this. You had to pay for that. And you go, oh, exactly. I forgot about that. It's, but it's this really helped. 
it's funny. One of the things that um, when you when you're thinking about um, profit and understand what actually goes in the in the bank and being able to see what those are. Okay, I made this. It rem it reminds me of one of my um, friends when I I grew up. She loves playing the lottery. I mean, she plays the lot. She scratch off. I mean, lottery scratch offs all day long. And I remember one time she called me. She said, "Bank, I want five hundred dollars off of one scratch off." And I was like, "What?" She said, five hundred dollars." I said. So let me ask you this. How much did you spend this week to get to that? Becky, don't be asking me all those questions like that <laughs> because she spent $500 to make that, to win that 500. She basically broke it. You ain't made a dime. You broke even, but because she see it as I won, well, let's count up all the other dollars that you lost to get to that one win. That's the exact same thing in business. That's true. When That's a true. check comes in, you're like, yes, I got 10000 What can, What did you have to do? What's your actual profit from that 10000 Because it's not that 10000 But right. what's your actual profit? So you know what went in the bank and what went back into the business to be able to earn, to be able to get to that um, 10000 So share yes. with us. Share with us what your your biggest takeaway as you've gone through uh, uh, the academy. We're getting ready to open the academy back up uh, for people to um, to become members. What is your biggest takeaway so far? That there's a process that you must go through if you want to go from a um, solopreneur to a CEO. Mm -hmm. I mean, just going back to what you were saying, when, when circling yourself around people says, oh girl, you can make some money. You can make some money, but don't talk about the profits and loss and mm -hmm. profits, your, your profit margins and what you're going to actually bring it home because you'll walk around saying, oh yeah, I made that money too. And then when you sit down and write, you didn't really make that much money. Mm -hmm. So mine was just trust the process. We, we want to skip cross and make money and then you hear people saying you know oh i want to i want a company i want to be like becky i want to be like nisa nichols but you don't understand there's a process they had to go through mm -hmm. so you can't just mimic them if you want to be like them then do the steps that they did to get there and it didn't happen overnight right trial and error and understanding and being really vested because what I've heard from you, Becky, and all the others out there, Tony Robbins, all of them, they really invested in a program that was really going to help them move them from solopreneur to CEO. And mm -hmm. everybody needs to think that way. Don't be doing these cookie cutters and, you know, if it's free, it's okay, but it ain't going to help you get nowhere but to the first step. And that is to find somebody that can help you get to the rest of the step. <laughs> This is yeah. not, it's, it's not going to help. I mean, it's good. It's a teaser, but don't rely all on freebie things. You have to invest if you want your business to grow. I tell people like a flower, you buy it, it looks nice. You want it to do what it's going to do and turn colors. But if you don't feed it, it's going to die. Yeah. Yeah, Real quick. exactly. And I think one of the things that, that people really um, have to understand, because I had to learn this the hard way too, I would make an investment and, you know, start when I say investment, you paying for something to help you to, to get better or learn something in the process. And what people, what I find that people do is like, okay, I'm going to learn this from Lisa Nichols. I like two of the things that she showed. I'm going to use those two, but um, Lisa Sasevich, I like two of those things. And then I like one of these, th th what Tony did. And I want to take all five of those things and create, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. 
everyone has a system to results. So you go through step-by-step step to get to the results. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, what we do. If you follow the action steps in the systems, we guarantee that there, you're going to see some results. You have first of all, have a huge mind shift as right. you go through this process to start getting to the place for you um, to reach your results. So you just had a book uh, a sale and launched your book. Please share with everyone how to connect with you, where your book is, yes. and what your book is about, because you guys need to know um, who this lady is and learn more about um, her book. So share that with us. Yes. The book is called 57 Reasons You Should Know Your Why. It's a workbook to help you with identifying, you know, what your purpose is and the reason you should have a why. So when I turned 57, I went through every day for 57 reasons and I mean, 57 days, and I just started talking about it. And then I culminate with everything into a book, a workbook, and it's on Amazon. But if you want to autograph copy, go to drvsolutions.org. So that's drv solutions all one word.org and the book is there enjoy the website and the other services that i have um, for you um, and if you need anything else there's also some consultation or discovery um, um, schedule you can make um, with me everything is on drvsolutions.org it's called 57 reasons you should know your why and let me just say this I have been trying to launch, 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 and I was looking for perfect, perfect, perfect. But when I began to understand that profit and loss and margin and all, that began to, you know, Vanessa, get yourself together. Yeah. You yeah. have to really understand what you're doing. And, you know, I, I just can't say enough about investing in yourself. And we've got to stop just wanting um, um, something free and getting something for nothing. It, you, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. You right. have to invest in yourself if you want to go from solopreneur to a CEO, because that's mm -hmm. what right. we're going to change those numbers. And I'm hoping that if folks are listening, that they would join me. And I think that should be our goal as women. This is the year of the woman. I think every year should be, and we should fight to get that number up to 50%. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. my goal. So I'm hoping people will join. And, and I'm not saying this as fluff, but you've got to be willing to do the work. Yeah. You've got to be willing to. This is not something you get in. Oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. No, you need to invest. This This here is awesome. I've been sharing it with a lot of people. Like, you got to get in this course when it's open again. <laughs> this this has really been, I can stand a profit piece forever because it's helping you to understand right. better about money. Right. And it's this one is, of those that you go, but you'll have to go back to a few times because a lot of people, when they start going through the profit, because it's about numbers. And if you're not a huge numbers person, you, you'll get, you'll feel like, oh, this is, this is way too much and move away from it. Okay. Move away. Then go back because yes, yes. you have to learn how to run a company. And that's why so many times black businesses are not being able to get the grants, the, the uh, all of the funding exactly. coming out and people are, because you don't have your stuff in order. This is a way for you to get your stuff in order and really be able to speak to your business um, really um, clearly and concisely about what's going on in your business. So thank you, Dr. V. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. I really enjoy this. And, you know, this will be a course that I think you could use forever. It becomes a little Bible to your business. Um, you can just pull it open and go back in because things may shift in your business and you might need to think a different way, or you may have another ta-da moment. But um, I just, this, this is,
has been great. I'm so glad that you've had me on. And I'm hoping those that are listening will really step back and reflect and think, what do I need to do to go from solopreneur to CEO? And this will be the course to get them there. Well, thank you so much. And I'm excited that Vanessa joined us on the process to help you to become more. Have you joined our Facebook community, the Female CEO Headquarters? You need to join the Female CEO Headquarters. It is our Facebook group. If you start like an entrepreneur, we're going to teach you how to scale like a CEO. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Bosspreneur, B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. And you'll learn more about the Bosspreneur Business Circle. I share training, workshops, speaking engagements. Plus, I'll share with you some videos and information to help you become more. You can go to the bosspreneurbusinesscircle.com. That's B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R, businesscircle.com or beckyadavis.com.